Hello and welcome to the Pediatric Anesthesia Journal's Featured Article of the Month podcast for January 2023. These monthly podcasts are published on the journal's website and you can also subscribe to them via iTunes, Google or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Dr. Nilru Vithirana. This month's featured article is titled Medication Safety in Pediatric Anesthesia, an Educational Review and a Call to Action. I'm delighted to be joined by the first author, Dr. Sherry Jones-Ogu. Dr. Jones-Ogu is a pediatric anaesthetist and assistant associate professor of anesthesiology based at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. The title is quite bold with a call to action, but I think rightfully so. So often morbidity and mortality meetings in paediatric anaesthesia seem to have an overrepresentation of medication errors. What is it about anaesthesia and in particular paediatrics that makes it more likely than other areas of the hospital? All right, that, that's a great question. I'm so glad to be here to discuss um, this very important topic. So according to the Food and Drug Administration in the U.S., um, medication errors account for approximately 13 million in, um, injuries per year and one death every day in the United States. And granted, these are just U.S. data, but I think this does translate um, internationally. However, the actual number of medical errors during anesthesia care is unknown. It's mostly based on self-reporting, which get really gets into a lot of the topics that we'll discuss today. Can you comment on some of the patient safety organizations in this space and the areas of focus that they've suggested? Yeah, absolutely. So um, anesthesia was one of the first specialties to create an organization specifically devoted to patient safety, and that was the Anesthesia Patient Safety um, Foundation, APSF, which was created in 1985. They really highlight four important areas, which we'll go into later. Specifically, pediatric anesthesia created Wake Up Safe, which is a national patient safety organization sponsored by the Society of Pediatric Anesthesia. It was founded in 2008, and we now have, have over 40 hospitals and anesthesia groups that belong to this organization. And adverse events med- and medication errors are reported to Wake Up Safe by these member organizations thus helping to create a national model for just culture and anonymous reporting. One of the four areas that the APSF or the Anesthesia Patient Safety Foundation focused on or highlighted were four areas of medication safety, including standardization, um, use of technology, pre-filled syringes and pharmacy prepared medications and decision support, and lastly, creating a just culture for reporting and analysis of critical events. Pivoting back to Wake Up Safe, Wake Up Safe published in 2014 a warning on the risk of anesthesia overdose that described four overdoses of Tylenol in pediatric patients. And at that time, IV acetaminophen was newly available for clinical use in the U.S. at that time. Mostly, these errors were occurring because practitioners were unaware of prior dosages. And they recommended several things, including developing procedures to be aware of possible times of acetaminophen administration, including orally at home before presentation to the um, operative suite, preoperatively by nurses, intraoperatively by the anesthesia team, and then postoperatively in the post-anesthesia care unit and upon discharge. So this is also a great example of potential errors due to transitions of care for patients across the perioperative area. So can you comment on opportunities to improve medication safety in the OR? Firstly, how can standardization help? Sure. So also going back to 
the APSF, they identified standardization of dilutions and utilization of uh, pharmacy services for premixed medications as a major component to improve medication safety in the operating room. They also advocated that the pharmacy prepare high-risk medications in standard concentrations with the goal of an elimination of compounding and a dilution of drugs by a bedside provider. Um, specifically within pediatric anesthesia, there's the need to dilute medications and provide dosages that, are, that require decimal points. So utilization of standardization um, can help a lot. It can also help with layout. So if you standardize the layout of your anesthesia workspace, you can help increase awareness of medication location, specifically during emergencies. How can we harness technology to improve medication safety? So technology can be an amazing benefit to medication safety, specifically using the barcode and barcode scanning within the operating room can help give that both the audio and the visual feedback. In addition, labels that are that can be created based on these barcodes, such as the Codonic Safe Labeling System, have incorporated requirements and best practices of IV medication labeling, including the ASTM coloring. And the use of Codonics or the Safe Labeling System has shown an increase in compliance of syringe labels in single academic center trials. And they actually used a simple incentive such as a coffee card to help encourage use of that. And real-time scanning of medications with a voice prompt can be associated with a decreased error rate. In addition to barcodes, technology can also help us by utilization of pumps. So if we can utilize pumps and the preloaded drug libraries on those pumps, that can also help for, allow us to decrease medication errors. And just quickly, can you explain what the Cordonic system is? Because it's not something I'm familiar with. Sure. So the Cordonics is a, an electronic system that sits kind of adjacent to our anesthesia work area. It uh, has a barcode scan. So everyone actually creates unique user ID and um, password to get into the system. And then once you scan, barcode scan a medication, it then prints out a label, color-coded according to the ASTM. And on that label, you also have your initials, the date and time. So it, it meets kind of all the uh, labeling requirements. Wow, that's amazing to hear what's available in other countries around the world. Next, how can we improve the engagement with pharmacy and how can that help with uh, medication errors? So the pharmacy can help significantly provide, help us to provide medication safety in the, improve medication safety in the operating room. For instance, by routine preparation of medications with varied concentrations, which should be discontinued whenever possible. We should also have mechanisms to create standard medication concentration that can be available in the periop and operating room um, arenas. Standardizing the prepared Medication kits by case type can be used whenever possible. In addition, you can enhance training of operating room pharmacists, specifically as perioperative consultants, and then have an automated medication dispensing machines, perhaps in the operating room when feasible. How important is culture for improving medication safety? I think culture is really the backbone of helping us to take the next step in improving medication safety. I think we um, need to establish a a just culture for reporting errors, including near misses, 
and having um, frank discussions of the lessons learned. And we can do that by establishing a culture of education, understanding, and accountability. And in addition, we can include required curriculum in CME to encourage participation in, this, in these events. And we can also disseminate stories through educational videos and including those involved if they want to be included in the discussion of these events, because I think they can also add an additional layer of thinking, critical thinking, and what was going on in that moment. I think part of culture and medication safety is having a no blame environment. And I think by including those involved, we can really get an idea of what was going on in that moment. Because I think we all want to take great care of patients and we do in that moment, but there are always ways that we can improve, especially in pediatric anesthesia. Can you comment on the role of human factors in medication errors and what cognitive aids can be implemented to improve medication safety? Absolutely. So Wake Up Safe, um, so the Pediatric Patient Safety Organization for Anesthesia, they created a a medication error change package, which um, highlighted a lot of these things, including standardization, use of technology, improving culture, education, and, and checklists. So I mentioned that to bring up the importance of the use of checklists for improving medication safety. In addition, we can use technology to allow robotic preparation and labeling of medications that can occur outside of the operating room, like with the pharmacy, for instance. And so barcoding with the codonics or a safe labeling system helps well to to comment or to just tackle the role of human factors in medication safety. And then this real-time scanning of medications. Once with that codonics label, you can scan that medication label before you give it. And with the way it works with our electronic, electronic health record, that medication then um, becomes active in the, medica- in the chart. So you have a, an additional step. And so there was an interesting editorial also that was published by Greg and Rosler that described the lack of target controlled infusions in the United States. And there are limitations for that. Um, but we all, they also talk about how sometimes color labels can distract from reading and verifying the medication labels. So we always have to focus on the six rights of medication and that pharmacy prepared and pre-filled syringes are of benefit, but in their opinion, marginal. And we can use cognitive aids more, so color labels and perhaps even syringe variation by type of medication, similar to the blue, yellow, and green dials that we have on our anesthesia machines that can provide more of a tactile recognition by anesthesia providers. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Jones Ogu, and to your team for all their hard work on publishing this excellent review article. It really is eye-opening seeing the many ways that are available to improve medication safety that we can adapt to incorporate into the operating theatre environment. This wraps up our featured article of the month podcast for January 2023. This article will be available for free on the journal's website soon. Thank you for joining us over the past year. Have a safe holiday season and we look forward to joining you all in the new year for more.